This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. (laughs) I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 299, I'm going to be talking about how to repurpose your content to drive traffic. You know, when you create content, do you just move on to the next bit of content? Do you tap into the full potential of that piece of content before moving on? Or are you taking full advantage of it by repurposing it to use on various platforms? You know, most people don't do that. And and most people miss out on a lot of potential traffic. And they do it because it seems hard or like too much work. But I believe that's because they don't have a strategy for making it as simple as possible. But fortunately for you... You're listening to this podcast episode, and by the end, you'll have a step-by-step plan for taking one piece of content and making milking it for all it's worth. So repurposing content, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hello, hello, hello. What is up? How are you doing on this fantastic day? I hope you're having a fantastic day. And if you're not for some reason... I hope by the end of today's episode, you're going to be like, oh, man, that was so much value. My day has been just lifted by a factor of like 50 billion percent or something like that. (laughs) That is my goal for you today. So we're talking about repurposing content today. You know, last week. We got into how to create content that will drive traffic. Because I know that's that's the thing, right? That's the thing that every blogger wants more of. Whether you have five visitors coming a month, 5,000, 500,000, or 5 million visitors coming every month, everyone would like to have more, right? Nobody, Nobody ever really wants to stay exactly where they are. So today we're going to be talking about repurposing, but we're going to be talking about repurposing from a a perspective of how can we make this as simple as possible. Now, before we go into it, I want to make sure that that we're on the same page. I want to make sure that when I say repurposing, I mean the same thing that you mean. Or if you don't know what repurposing is, you're going to know right now. You know, as I'm recording this episode right now, I am looking at my digital recorder. But my digital recorder is not just uh, sitting on the table in front of me. I actually have a little mini tripod that I normally use to put a camera on so that I can record myself. But I actually took that tripod and realized that I could actually take this. I said actually twice there. I don't know why. But I could take this and use it to connect to my digital recorder so that my digital recorder is standing in the exact position that I want it to be standing so that I could see what's happening on the digital recorder. I can press record and all that good stuff. I have just repurposed that little mini tripod stand 
that is intended for use with a camera and I've repurposed it now for something else, for a different function. Now, when we're talking about repurposing content, it's kind of sim similar, right? You're taking something that was initially intended for one purpose and you're you're recycling it you're using it for something else you're you're breaking it apart or you are are using it in a different way maybe on a different platform for a different purpose that is what i mean by repurposing content so you're probably asking yourself or maybe you might be asking uh, why do i care about repurposing content here's the thing we know that content is very important for driving traffic. It's one of the most effective ways of driving traffic. Last week, I, I mentioned a study that, um, that I think it was 7.8 times uh, the, the, in terms of the unique site traffic that people get to their sites are 7.8 times greater, if I remember that correctly, for content marketing influencers. Content is powerful for driving traffic. When someone comes to a website, they are coming to that website because of the content, whatever form that content may be in. Maybe they have a specific problem they're trying to solve. Maybe they're just looking for entertainment. They want to waste time. They're coming for the content that's going to help them in a specific way. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to blogging in 2017, one of the, one of the great things about the time we live, on, live in is that there are so many social platforms out there, so many places for people to discover content. Um, we have a lot to choose from. And that means that your audience has options in terms of the content that they consume and the way they prefer to consume that content. And if you can repurpose your content and have it in multiple places, that's going to make it easier to drive traffic to your site. Because here's the thing, everyone in your audience, you know, I wish, not I wish, but it would be much easier if everyone in your audience were just decided, hey, you know what? We're all in your audience. We're going to be all on the same platform. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Because then you could just spend all your time right there in that one place. But that is not the way it's going to be. That's not the way it is. Your, your audience is going to be interested in different things. They're going to have different preferences. They're going to prefer different social networks depending on their backgrounds, depending on what they're exposed to and all that good stuff. And if your content is not there, they're most likely not going to be see, not not going to see it. They're going to be less likely uh, to see it. Now, here's the thing: the reason why I love this is going to be the third reason. So, the first reason was content drives traffic. Second reason is if you have more content in more places, that can drive potentially more traffic. And the third reason is because. You've already done the hard work. You know, coming up with original content, that takes work, right? You have to come up with a new idea. You have to kind of formulate that idea, put it together in a way that it's coherent and it makes sense to your potential audience. And once you've done that hard work, repurposing that content is actually significantly easier. And in many ways, you don't even need to be the one repurposing that content. You can get someone else to repurpose it for you 
because you've already done the hard work of creating it in the first place. Now, I believe that the reason why people don't repurpose their content often is because it seems like a lot of work. And you know what? It can be a lot of work. But what I want to do today is go through a step-by-step process. This is not the only way to repurpose content, but I want to walk you through a very step-by-step strategic process for repurposing content to make it as easy as possible. Now, I'm going to go over a lot of different ways of repurposing content, and I don't want you to listen to this episode and then get the impression that I'm saying, hey, you know what? You have to do it all. No. That's not what I'm saying. I want to give you a strategy, a, a step-by-step process. If you were to do it all, this is how you could be as efficient as possible. But instead, what I want you to do, and I'm going to remind you this at the end, is choose one that you want to add to what you're already doing and implement the strategies that I talk about today, uh, the tactics that I talk about today to make it as simple as possible, build it into your workflow, and then kind of go from there. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that a little more later. But I just wanted to kind of give you that disclaimer right up front. I'm going over a lot of stuff, but it doesn't mean you have to do all this stuff. I want you to be fully aware of what all you can do. And there probably are more things that you can, that you can do. All right, so let's go through these steps. I have, how many steps do I have here for you? I have exactly 14 steps. So let's go. Step number one, I want you to to do something that most people don't do when it comes to creating their content. I want you to create a content roadmap. Now, here's what I mean. Instead of just saying, okay, I want to write this post on how to pass your biology class, I'm going to go and write it. And then next time I'm going to figure out, okay, so I want to write a post about an introduction to the nervous system. And then the next time, okay, you know what I want to do? No, I don't want you to do this. I, I don't want you to look at each blog post as a single unit. I want you to look at your blog posts as part of a whole. And that is where the roadmap comes in. I want you to think about it from a different perspective. The perspective that I want you to think about it from is this. Your ultimate goal is to create an entire product. Does that sound intimidating? Don't worry. It's not, it, 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 it doesn't have to be intimidating. I just want you to think about it from that perspective. So maybe you're trying to create an ebook, maybe a course, maybe a webinar, maybe a workshop, whatever the case might be. I want you to create a roadmap for that product. And I want you to spend some time thinking about this beforehand. And the things that you're going to be thinking about are, uh, what topics do you have to cover? What sequence would you have to cover those topics in for it to make the most sense for your audience? The individual topics, those are going to be your blog posts. But I want you to think about it in a sequence. Uh, I keep coming back to this tool because I think it's a great tool for anyone that's trying to create content in a more strategic way. Not strategic, what's that? Strategic way is my blog content calendar uh, spreadsheet. Go to becomeablogger.com slash spreadsheet. Download the calendar. It's 100% free of charge. There's no upsell or anything of that sort. It's just a way for you to really be able to plan out your content in a way that makes sense. Okay? So I want you to think about your 
content in terms of a roadmap, a content roadmap. These are the topics that I need to cover for me to create this full product. And whether you create that product or not, it doesn't matter. But what's going to matter is the sequence that you start creating the content in is going to make way more sense. Okay? Now, when you get through this entire sequence, you actually have the makings of a new product. And if you wanted to repurpose that content, hey, you were talking about repurposing, right? I will talk about this at the end. If you want to repurpose that content, you can. And now you have a product with minimal effort because you've already done the work. Isn't it beautiful? Okay, so step number one, create a content roadmap. What are the, what are, what's the product you want to create? What are the topics you have to cover? Those individual topics will be your individual blog posts. And then we move on to step number two. Those individual blog posts, I want you to start each one with an outline. And I, I, I don't mean like create outlines for all of them right now. I'm saying take the first topic. Let's create an outline for it. Now, Here's why this is important. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but you're reading through a blog post and and you reach to the end and then you're kind of like, wait, what what did I just read? Like you 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 wait until the in, the 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 end and you realize that it doesn't make sense. That's happened to me and I hate it. That sucks. We don't want that. And and this happens when someone just starts to write and they don't have this overall flow. Doing an outline beforehand will help you to solidify your thoughts. It will help you to create that logical flow so that you can make sure that it makes sense for your audience. Every piece of content I create starts with an outline. And when I go through that outline, I start thinking, okay, I'm going to cover this, this, this. And then I'm like, wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Let me move it around. Let me add this element and take out this element. And Eventually, it's like, okay, we have this outline. This makes a lot of sense. Let me start writing or let me start recording or whatever the case might be. Starting with that outline is going to make it way more efficient. But it's not only going to do that. Once you start with an outline, you actually have a tool that you can use to repurpose in other ways that we're going to talk about in some of the later steps. Okay, so that's step number two. Let's go to step number three. Step number three is going to be optional. um, But... You know, last week I actually suggested at the end for you to think about employing a video first strategy because video is the way things are going. So step number three, once you have that outline, create a video. I know I'm, I'm pushing some of you outside your comfort zones. And, you know, if that's what I'm doing, I'm okay with it because you know what? Magic happens outside your comfort zone. And the reason I'm recommending this is not just because I think a video strategy is a good, uh, a a smart strategy in 2017 and beyond, but also if you start with a video, it's so easy to get many other forms of content from that video. You can actually um, send that video off to someone and have them create a bunch of different forms of content just from that video and you don't have to do anything. So video is a great way to start where you can have something that can be repurposed in so many ways. And we're going to talk about 
some of those later. Now, if you're not comfortable with a video and you're saying, okay, you know, I, I like this strategy maybe for the future, but for now, I don't want to do this. I don't really care. You can actually skip to step seven. It'll take us a little bit to get to step seven, but uh, the, the next few steps won't be as applicable to you. Now, if you're coming from the perspective of a podcaster, you could skip this step and go to step four. Okay, so let's go now to step four, since that's where you can go next, right? <laughs> step four, create a podcast episode. You know, if you started with a video and you're creating the kind of video that makes sense to create a podcast episode out of, you can actually just export the audio from that video and use that as a podcast episode. So now it didn't take a bunch of extra work. You just go to file, export, MP3, or WAV file and then convert that into an MP3, it is way easier now. I mean, you can easily grab an MP3 file out of that and you can create a podcast that you have submitted to iTunes. So if people prefer to get your content via audio and via a podcast app or something of that sort, they can do that. Now, you can also just take that MP3 file and add it to your blog post without necessarily having a podcast. Uh, that's another format now that you have on your blog. If I were doing it, I would still create a, a podcast for it if it makes sense for your audience. Now, if you're not doing video, but you're just a podcaster, uh, you can use this content to move on to the next steps that we're going to talk about. So that was step number four. Create a podcast episode from that video or start with a podcast episode after the outline. Step number six, get the video or the audio trans transcribed. Now, some people prefer to read than watch your video. And I was actually kind of surprised with this. Um, I would record this entire episode and people were asking for the transcript so that they could read through the entire thing. Now, personally, I would not like to read through a transcript because audio doesn't translate as well in text. But some people actually prefer this. So if you have a podcast or you have a video, get it transcribed. Now, there are two services that I use for this recently um, that are amazing services. The first one is going to be the cheapest option um, and very quick, not as accurate, but it's a great start. There's a service that I found that's called Trint. I didn't find it. I, uh, my friend Gideon Shalwick uh, recommended it to me. Um, and what this service does is it, offers computer-generated transcripts. Now, you're probably thinking, yeah, you know, I've tried those automatic transcription things before uh, and it just didn't work out very well for me. Well, this is different. When I upload a video to Trint, within a few minutes, I have a transcript and it's way better than any other technology that I've used for transcripts in the past. Um, and then you can actually go in and listen to your video while going through the transcript. If you see an error, you can, you can, you can go in and edit it and so on. Now, here's the thing. Why this service is attractive is because it costs $12 per hour of audio or video. Now, as you can imagine, if you're creating, uh, uh, let's say, a five-minute video that is basically going to be about a dollar for that video. Now, I think that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> so it's a dollar for that entire video 
and you're good to go. You can go in there then and edit the transcript. It's really cool. Go to Trint.com to check it out. Another one is the one that I'm using right now. It's called Rev. You go to Rev.com. And they actually use real people to transcribe your content. It costs about, a, not about, it costs a dollar a minute. And you can have them do a transcript. You can have them do captions and all that good stuff. Uh, and you can do that with Trint as well. It's a little more expensive. So a five-minute video would cost five bucks, but it's way more accurate. And the turnaround time is generally within 24 hours. I find, you know, I uploaded a three-minute video uh, last night, and I got it back within minutes. Like, I think it was like 15 minutes, and I got the transcript back. Um, so it's a really good and co relatively cost-effective solution especially when you're doing like short videos. Okay, let's move on to step number six. Step numero seis, uh, format the transcript. Okay, so when you get a transcript, generally it's just a bunch of text, right? Um, and I think it's, it's, it's smart to go in and make it look good. Create a PDF. You know, you could do this in Microsoft Word or any word processor. Just format it in a nice way. You know, add your headings and all that good stuff so that it's easier on the eyes, easier to consume. So that's step number six. Format the article. Step number seven, I mean the transcript, sorry. Step number six is write an article or have an article written. You know, with this podcast episode, if you go to becomeablogger.com slash 299, you're going to see an article that was written specifically for the content um, here, for, for the content of this episode. That is a different format. It's not a transcript. It's an article that's written in the typical blog format that I have on my blog, and it provides a lot of value for the person that comes to that particular blog post. Now, the way I do this with this particular uh, podcast episode, I'm the one that wrote the article. But usually I would, you know, if I do an interview, I pass that interview on to my writer. She writes an article and now I have an article that I didn't have to create. She didn't have to come up with the content because the content is all in the interview or in the podcast episode. When I do live videos, I have her go through and write an article about what I covered in that live video. And that does very well on the blog. Now, here's the thing. Google is way better at indexing text than any other form of content. And that is why the written word is still very important on the internet. Google is still a powerful force and can drive a ton of traffic if you do it well, if you if you create great content consistently over time and you build the reputation of your blog, having that written content is a good thing. Okay, so now we have that written article. Step number eight, pull out content snippets. Now, what do I mean by that? You know, you have this well-written article. Now you can rip it apart. You can grab valuable assets from that. So here's how I want to recommend, I'm, I'm going to recommend for you to do this because this is something that people think too much about. I want you to set a timer. Once you finish writing that article or you got that article back or somebody else is doing this for you, have them do this, set a timer for 10 minutes. And once that timer is going, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull out five to 10 quotes or five to, uh, five to 10 quotes or excerpts. I want you to come up with five to 10 tweets. I want you to write two to three status updates. Now here's the key. If you've just written that article, the content is fresh in your mind. 
and it'll be really easy to just go in there and pull those pieces of content out there. Those content snippets is what I'm calling them. Just go in and pull them out. And that now is going to give you resources that you can use in many different formats. You have your quotes and excerpts. You have your tweets that you can share on Twitter. You have your status updates that you can post on Facebook, on LinkedIn, or whatever platform um, that allows you to post status updates. And then we're going to move on to step numero uh, nueve. <laughs> step number nine, create image quotes. You in, in the previous step, step number eight, you pulled out a bunch of content snippets. Now we're going to take them and put them into other formats that we can use on different platforms. So if you have these quotes already, you can easily pull them into a service like Canva.com or Adobe Spark and create image quotes. These services make it so easy to do this. It's not that you have to be a, a professional designer. You just pull up a template and you add the text and bam, you're done. Create those Im image quotes. Now, one thing that you can do is you can have um, a, a, a few image quote templates that are pre-designed. Maybe you get a professional designer or you design them yourself. And once you have those, you know, it matches the look and feel of your site, uh, the, the, the branding that you have out there. That's going to make this process way easier. You can literally make, you know, a, an image in a minute or less if you have those templates. Okay, that's step number nine. Let's move on to step number 10. Now, step number 10 is to create a slide deck. This is something that I've been doing over the last year or so, maybe even more. Um, and it's a, a, there's a, a neat little trick that I just recently learned from Anna Hoffman from Traffic Generation Cafe. She spoke at Social Media Marketing World about this topic, and it blew my mind. Now, here's the thing. You created an outline already. That was the first step. Oh, no, the second step. The first one was the, the roadmap. The second was the outline. You can actually take that outline and save it as a text file. And did you know you can then import that into PowerPoint and it will automatically create slides of all of those bullet points? It's a beautiful thing. Like literally, this is how you do it. Um, you save it as a text file. And then once you're in PowerPoint, you go to import. Then you go to slides from outline. You select the outline. And voila, now you have your slides and you are good to go. You can kind of go through and format it and uh, add pictures and the fonts and colors and all that good stuff. But it makes it so easy to do that. And then you could take this slide deck and upload it to SlideShare. And now you have your content in a different format in a different place. And you can have links in those slides so that people can click over and come to your website. This is something that, you know, I've been doing over the last year or two, as I've mentioned. And every so often, SlideShare would actually feature my slides. The last one they featured got about 160-something thousand views on SlideShare. That's exposure for my brand. That's exposure for my blog. And that links back to my, become a blo my blog content calendar spreadsheet and drives opt-ins that way. So it's a great way to have your content in a different location 
and drive traffic. Okay, so that's step number 10. Step number 11, you have your slides. You can actually now create videos from that slides. Now, let's say uh, from those slides, let's say you didn't want to do the video at the beginning. You don't want to be on camera or whatever the case may be. Now that you have slides, you can actually just run through the slide deck and record your screen using a program like ScreenFlow or Camtasia on a PC. And now you have a video. You're not in the video, but you can. your voice is in the video, and you can upload that to YouTube. You can upload it to Facebook, and once again, you can link back to your blog and get more exposure for your blog. Step number 11. Once you have those slides, you can not only create a video, but you can actually create images. You can um, go to File and then Export and save, these, save each slide as a JPEG. And now you have images that you can use throughout your blog posts or that you can use on social media. It's a beautiful thing. Don't you think? Is it just me that thinks it's beautiful? <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, so that's step number 12. We got two more steps, and then we're going to make it practical. Okay, step number 13. Create an infographic. Now... You already have an outline, once again. This outline is such a beautiful thing. But you can take the content from that outline and use it to create an infographic. And you can use a service like Canva.com uh, to do that, or Adobe Spark, or any other infographic creation service. Or you can have someone create that infographic for you. That's another way you can repurpose that content. People like to share infographics. And if you make that shareable on your blog, people are going to share it. Step number 14, this is the last step, and that is this. Once you've gotten through the series of content in your roadmap, create your final product. You remember, that's how we started. We started with the roadmap, and that was a roadmap for creating a product. Well, now you can create that product. You know, my biology blog, I have a bunch of great content on there for students that are learning physiology. But eventually, I wanted to have a product to sell. And then I, th I said to myself, wait a minute. Why not just take the same content that I have on the blog uh, and put it together into a, an ebook and sell that ebook? And I've sold thousands of dollars worth of that ebook. The same content that's on the blog. Yeah, I added some images. I added some elements and formatted it in a pretty way. But people were willing to pay for the convenience of having one ebook as opposed to having to browse around to a bunch of different pages on a site. So once you've gotten through all the content, repurpose that junk, create a webinar. Why not? You have all these slides from the slide decks that you've created. Create an ebook. Why not? You have all these posts. Create a course or some other resource, a workshop, a presentation that you're doing at a school, whatever the case might be. Now you have something that you can either use as a lead magnet, you can use to build your brand, you can use to put it up for sale and make some money. So we have 14 steps that you can go through to repurpose your content in a, a, a very step-by-step -step strategic way. It's not just, hey, I need to make a blog post, so I'm going to create a blog post. No, it's how can I maximize each piece of content that I create? Now, I want to go back to something that I said in the, in the beginning. 
Because in these 14 steps, you have a lot of stuff that you can do. But as I said, you don't have to do it all. You know, if you go back to the the, the show notes for this, becomeablogger.com slash 299, uh, you're going to see a number of things. You're going to see the podcast episode. You're going to see I have a written article. You're going to see I have a slide deck in there. You're going to see I have an infographic. You're not going to see this directly there, but I have tweets and status updates in a Google Doc that I have behind the scenes. Uh, we have image quotes whenever I do interviews and all that good stuff that we can share on social media. We can provide to the guests so that they can share on social media. I don't have all of the things that I, t- I spoke about in this podcast episode. I don't. I don't have a video that goes along with it. I don't have a transcript. But here's the thing. It's, all, it's not about making sure you do it all. My recommendation, once again is you choose one format that you're going to add to your workflow. You start working on that format. Now, in the beginning, it's going to take a little more time. You're figuring it out, but as you do it multiple times, you refine the process, you outline the steps that's involved, and once you've perfected it and it kind of fits into the workflow that you've created, um, whether it's you doing it or someone else that you have doing it, then you can consider adding another element your repurposing content strategy and then you wash rinse and repeat you do the same thing over you 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 perfect one format then you go on to the next and then you refine the process you decide who's going to do it when and how and you outline the steps and once you fit that into your workflow then you move on to the next and by doing that consistently and strategically you're going to be able to expand your reach. So, as we wrap it up, I'm going to end on a question because I like to do that because I want you to come back and 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 take part in this conversation. And the, and the, the, the question that I'm asking you, you could probably already guess it. Which format will you try next? So maybe you're doing a blog post. It's just a written blog post. And maybe you're going to try adding a slide deck to it and posting it on SlideShare. Or maybe you're going to try doing a video or an audio, whatever the case may be. Come back and let me know. What are you going to try next? This was episode 299, so go to becomeablogger.com slash 299. Next week is 300. Oh, my word. I'm going to be talking about lessons that I've learned by recording 300 podcast episodes. Man, who would have thunk? Who would have thunk that I'd be at 300 episodes? That's crazy. Anyhow, we're talking about repurposing content, so we're talking about content. And a great tool, as I mentioned, for you to check out is my my blog content calendar spreadsheet. Go to becomeablogger.com slash spreadsheet. Getting great feedback about that spreadsheet. You're going to love it. It's going to help you to plan out that content. You know the content roadmap that we spoke about? This is going to help you with that. So that's pretty much it for this episode. That's pretty much it for this episode. This is Leslie Simon from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. Until next time, take care and God bless.